Welcome to Organizing with Eads. I'm Deanna Mall with Deeds of Clutter. And I'm Zenit Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. Hello, episode 95. Today is, I know, today is February the 29th, which makes this a leap year. We get a whole extra day this year. Oh my gosh. Leap year happens because it takes 365 and a quarter days for the earth to revolve around the sun. So after four years, we're running behind and we need to add in an extra day to the calendar. So if we didn't do that over time, the calendar would fall out of line with the seasons. Oh gosh, we don't want that. So that's why we have leap year. Right. But hold your horses because there's more to it. Okay. Here's some more. There always is. There always always is. is, Okay. Seen it. Tell us about it. Oh my goodness. Okay. Here we go. I I, I learned so much about leap year here. It actually (laughs) takes 365 days, five hours, 48 minutes, and 46 seconds for the earth to revolve around the sun. So those five hours, 48 minutes, 46 seconds are slightly less than a quarter of a day. So we have to account for that too. And so if you're good at math, this is for you. Every 100 years, we need to skip the leap year, except when the year is divisible by 400. So the year 2000 was a leap year because it's divisible by 400, but And the year 1600 was a leap year because it's divisible by 400, but the year 1900 was not a leap year. You got that? (laughs) I don't know if Um, that even makes any sense. But it does. The idea well, is, I, I like I like the math, so I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm good because I I like numbers. So for me, that it took me a moment to just process, but now I'm on board. But yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I think we can thank we can thank Julius Caesar for all of that. Yes, we Fantastic. can. Like, yes, we can thank that. So well, as it's called a leap year, because in a leap year, the calendar does jump ahead two days of the week instead of one. So if your birthday was on Saturday last year, this year it'll be on a Monday and not on a Sunday. So you can thank (laughs) the leap year for that Monday birthday. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. I would prefer a Sunday birthday. (laughs) Yes, that would be. Yes, I would. Yes, that's true. Or if it falls on a holiday as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The good news, though, is that we have that extra day this year. The bad news is that you might have the best intentions to use that extra time wisely, but then all of a sudden it's 9 p.m. and you've gotten exactly, basically nothing done, and that was on your task list for the day. So don't worry, take heart you are definitely not alone. There are so many studies out there that the show that procrastination is a common issue that people struggle with. It involves putting off important tasks in favor of less urgent, more pleasurable activities, often resulting in stress, missed deadlines, and a decrease in productivity. 
I am sure you can all think of this, a situation right now where you you were procrastinating, ending ended up causing something negative, like, I don't know, a disagreement or a deep sense of disappointment in yourself. Have you felt that? Seen it? Oh, absolutely. So procrastination, as as we all know, it's it's putting off something that we know we need to do or that we should be doing. But why do we procrastinate? Well, we need to understand just a tiny bit about the brain. So our prefrontal cortex is a part of the brain that's just behind our forehead. It controls what we do. It directs what we pay attention to, what we think about, and our emotions about, about these things. Now, according to neuroscience, the prefrontal cortex is made up of three parts. The left side helps us to stick to a task. And the right side helps us to say no to distractions, right? But then you can think of the middle part as keeping an eye on our motivation and wanting to achieve a goal. And sometimes these three regions are in competition with each other. So maybe our motivation isn't strong enough. And so a distraction pops up that we just can't resist. So on a cold winter morning, instead of waking up and working out, We stay in bed for an extra 30 minutes and skip the workout for the entire day altogether because the motivation was not strong enough to get us out of bed and the distraction of wanting to feel comfort in our bed was too strong. Got that? (laughs) We do. It definitely, I personally have that. I hopefully our listeners do as well. But I don't know if you've noticed this though, but once we give into a temptation like that, it's easier to give in and again. So we want to share a few tactics with you to help overcome procrastination. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you'll look back on February the 29th this year and notice just how fun and productive the day was. One effective tactic for beating procrastination is what I call, quote unquote, the two-minute rule. This rule suggests that if you take less than two minutes, to complete, you should do it immediately. By taking on small tasks right away, it builds up momentum and, you ready? It overcomes the inertia of procrastination. So I have a client, here's a story for you, Zena. Mm-hmm. I have a client who was notorious for putting off household chores until the last minute, stress level, the kids. One day we were talking because I was trying to help work with her in her kitchen and I had mentioned about this two-minute rule. So because she really did suffer with procrastination and the procrastination habits, like she needed to overcome those, right? Mm -hmm. So she said that she would try anything. And so I told her about this two-minute rule. So we walked through her house and she says, okay, fine, let's just let's just take on an area. So she had noticed that there was a pile of mail sitting on her coffee table in her living room. So basically she takes the mail, brings it into the room, into her house, but not to sort out. She just literally takes it out of the mailbox and puts it in the living room because she always thought that that was a good way to sort the mail. Mm-hmm. But what happened was instead of just going and doing and assigning the task at hand, which was taking care of the mail, which is less than a two minute thing, right? She just kept going throughout the house. So she wound up, you know, she picked up the mail, put it there. Then she would 
do a little bit here and there and then went into the laundry room. And then after that, then she realized she had to go pick up the kids because the first shift to pick up the kids was 12 o'clock. So the anxiety throughout the day was just a lot because she never saw any results, right? So what happened was she took on the suggestion about doing the mail. So we made it so that she did not go and walk to her living room. She stopped. She went to the kitchen right by the trash can. And that's where she started tossing out the junk mail into the recycle bin mm. and then placing the bills, like her bills, if she got them all in the mail, in a designated spot, which yeah. Yeah. took her less than two minutes to complete, whereby she actually saw a result, an accomplishment where she felt really good by. That's so... so that was that was amazing. So she, what she did was she took this two-minute rule then throughout the entire course of her day because she found out that she saw the result and she understood the process of this. So she actually did it also with folding her laundry, you know, wiping down the kitchen counters, reply, replying back to emails, which she typically on the emails literally postponed so that by the end of the day... She opened up her emails and she was like, oh my gosh, I can't do any of this. I can't because some of those emails needed, you know, immediate action or needed, mm-hmm. you know, something to be done. And because it was this, she took on each task small, but she realized mm-hmm. that each of those tasks, you can take this two minute rule. Of course, others took a little bit longer, but that was on another, another, you know, another day. But from that day forward, she really made this rule part of her what she called productivity strategy in her house so it was great it was a great area where she was able to take on small tasks as soon as they came up and just move forward and to and i also it affected the kids because then she was able to take care of the kids toys put them back right where they belonged within that two minutes really picking up and it it was yeah and Yeah. yeah and she reclaimed she basically the way that she described it was she was reclaiming control of her time and energy, which I thought was amazing. That's so good. I love that. And it's such an immediate effect, this this two-minute rule that really we all should be doing this <laughs> maybe a little more often than we do, but <laughs> especially for the stuff that we don't like to do, whether it's replying to an email or, or you know, whatever it is, taking care of the mail or folding the laundry. Literally take two minutes and see how much you can get done in those two minutes. I love that idea. And what about you, it? So one um, tactic that I use is tracking, you know, daily tracking. For me, it has to be really visual. So a lot of people will track things like, in order to prevent procrastinating, they will track things like, you know, working out or uh, how many ounces of water am I drinking per day, that kind of thing. And on, on a daily, and daily, you track that. You can do it on an app. So every day that you've you've drunk your you know allotted amount of water, you tap a little button and it tracks it for you. So you can see your trends over time. Some people can't work electronically and they need it visually in front of them, you know, on a piece of paper every day. So that can be something as simple as a calendar that's on your wall. And remember how we used to X off the days on the calendar? Well, think about doing the very same thing for a habit that you don't like to do. Things like 
I need to fold the laundry every day, but I really hate doing it. Well, every day that you fold the laundry, even if it's two minutes, you X out that day. And the way that this works for your brain is that when you see that chain of the number of days that you've completed something, it keeps you motivated to continue. Your only job is not to break that chain. It's the same as, you know, our kids are, are doing something. I don't know. It's an app. It used to be Snapchat and now it's like be real and they can't break the, the, the chain of the number of days that they send a picture to a friend. And it's the same thing. Our, we like to see that our brains like to see that continuity. And if we, when we break that chain, it's a disappointment. So the motivation is there to keep going and not break the chain. I think part of the challenge of, um, procrastinating of, of, of breaking procrastination. It's a challenge of delayed gratification. I would be interested in knowing if the rise in the diagnoses of ADHD that I've been seeing, I don't know if you, you're seeing it, Deanna, in your clients, is because we know what, maybe we know now what to look for better than we knew in the past decades. Or I wonder if technology has something to do with reducing our attention spans. Makes It makes our brains want instant gratification from a very young age, right? And then anything that's a longer term goal, even if it's like folding laundry that might take you 10 minutes, something like that becomes really hard to stay motivated for, right? I'm coming across a lot more clients who've been diagnosed with ADHD. And for them, daily organization of their thoughts, their tasks, and then staying on track is really very challenging. But yes, building up our tolerance and our strength for delayed gratification so we can accomplish slightly longer term goals is really important. And one way we can do that is by having a visual tracker, a daily tracker. No, I actually, I like visual trackers. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a nice sense to check off that box or, you yes. know, that just, yeah. and, and that's why a lot of times these calendars are color coded a lot of times because of the visual, they yeah. need to have that color coding system in place to see what needs to get done, right? And when they track that and exactly. they they mark that off, it's it's a it's a nice sense of accomplishment that's for the, the day. That's the instant that's, gratification when you yes. when you tap that button when you see the the number of days that you. I love that. Yeah, right. I think it's good. I mean, yeah. we all do that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, do you have a personal personal procrastination story? Because oh I know goodness. I do. Yeah. So you so, go first. <laughs> I tell this one all the time. So I was in in college, I was taking uh, a class and I had to write this, you know, research paper for it. And I remember that I had all the information, went to, this is the days when you had to go to the library and actually check out books to find articles and things like that. It wasn't just all available, um, you know, online as it is now. So I went, I did the research, I spent hours in the library finding the very specific sources I wanted. I, I, formulated what I was going to write. I had my outline and all of that done. And I had, you know, three or four weeks to work on this thing. But I just didn't want to sit down and do it. It was so hard for me to find the motivation to sit down and type up that that research paper. And so I would put it off and put it off and put it off. And I would say, Oh, I'll get it on the weekend. I'll get it on the weekend. And I remember that the day before it was due, I was like, Oh, I have to finish this now. And of course, what happened by the time I started, it took much longer to put everything together and to cite the sources and to, you know, pull over the data and da 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 than I had anticipated. And so I ended up staying up the entire night. That's the only night I've 
ever done an all-nighter for anything education related whatsoever and I so I the next you know it was morning by the time I was done pulled it off of the printer you know put it all together took it to my professor's office turned it in on time no problem and then I had to go to a French class couldn't miss the French class I had to sit in the French class and I remember the entire French class my friend who sat in front of me kind of sat sideways in her chair and she would poke me because I literally was falling. My <laughs> falling eyes would asleep. close. Were you falling asleep? Falling yes. asleep, right? My <laughs> eyes closed literally multiple times during that, that French class. And she was like, oh, you can't fall asleep in here. He's going to call on you. So she kept poking me to wake me up. So that was my lesson. That was my lesson learned that I just procrastinated. And I didn't do that again. I got my things done ahead of time. But my goodness, that was such high stress. <laughs> what oh, about yeah, you? That is total, total high stress. Well, this actually <laughs> um, involved the whole family. Um, uh -oh. um, I think it's it's one of these stories where I think we can all relate to, especially when you have children. So it was, uh, it was one evening, and it's always around this time. It's either between 8 or 9 p.m. <laughs> right. um, and we just found ourselves in this like predicament where... Uh, you know, one of our daughters said, said, oh my gosh, we have a project that's due, due. tomorrow. Okay. Like, but tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. And she hadn't started. So oh, despite God. like her best intentions, right? Like yeah. that's the thing, right? She had her best intentions. Right. But right. the thing was for her, she took this project on because it was, she pushed it onto the bottom of her to-do list. Like she even said it. Because the fact that she didn't see that it was that urgent to get it done because it wasn't done mm -hmm. until or due until like, you know, another week or so. Yeah. So as we are rummaging through the entire house for the needed supplies, right, we realized, of course, mommy's closets aren't always fully stocked with all this, right? With the very so specific the, things that With she the needs, specific yes. things that we need. So in a panic, what did we do? We, went, we rushed to go to the nearest store, of course, to find out that at that time it was all closed. Yeah. So what do we do? We go back home and we look at other options. So we actually turned this project into a totally unconventional way of using materials. So we used, I'll never forget this because I was just like, oh my gosh, we used um, wrapping paper instead of color paper. <laughs> and we used spaghetti noodles. <laughs> we had to improvise. Project. Oh, we wow. had to grab spaghetti noodles from the pantry and use them to be, you know, as a replacement because we had to break them up into smaller pieces, glue them together to basically <laughs> make a, Yeah, as you can tell, I am so vivid on this project because it's all about the spaghetti noodles. Yeah. So basically, yeah. we took the spaghetti noodles to form it as a framework for the project. And then we oh had to goodness. use, we didn't have buttons. We didn't have, we didn't have glitter. We had, so I was like, okay, fine. Let's see what else we can have. We used buttons. We used other craft items. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it did all work itself out. But I have to tell you, was the project picture perfect? Not really, no. <laughs> but guess what? It, she was able to turn it in and total memories of a total priceless family. Funny, yes. Fun yes. moment. Aww. Now, what lesson, lesson got learned is that we don't do that. So okay, knowing right. that we don't do that because the fact that mommy does not always have these specific supplies. And if we do need to, purchase because teachers do really sometimes really require specific 
um, items for yeah. a project. Yeah. That um, it's always good to have at least a three to four day leeway, right? Yeah. Or when you get the project, when you're, you know, when your children are younger and you find out about a project, try to get it done like right then and there and have the supplies ready at hand and just right. set it aside right. for that project. And then you can work on it as needed, but not, you know, not the night before. But yeah, that's one of our personal family moments where it was like, what, what, what did deck. you just say? Let's get all hands done. on yeah. deck. Um, you mean like right this minute? Yes, mommy. <laughs> yes, mommy. It's due tomorrow. Oh, oh, okay. What do we need? Oh, oh, okay. So no, I don't have that. No, I don't have that. Oh, but mommy, we can go to the store. Sure. Let's go to the store. Store closes, has different, different right. hours of right. operations right. now. So, and, you know, Instacart and Postmates, they don't do that because it's specific items. And the thing I find interesting with us as human beings is that when we do procrastinate on things and, and you know, any projects, my term paper, this, this, um, this project that your daughter had to turn in, ultimately, when we procrastinate, we do things at the last minute, we're not doing it to the best of our ability. We know this. Right. Oh. And we're because we're right. We're smart people. We understand. We're forced. We're and forced. so we're disappointed in ourselves when we do wait till the last yes. minute and have to pull something at the last minute to turn it in. We're like, Ugh, this is not my best work, but I'm whatever. I'm just doing it anyway. And so we know this and we know that we can avoid that feeling of disappointment in ourselves by doing it earlier. And yet it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me every day not to procrastinate on the stuff that I don't like to do. I'm not a fan of ironing. I'm not a fan of folding my laundry. But I do it because that sense of satisfaction of I've gotten the laundry done, I don't have, no one has to stress about whether, you know, they have enough clothes for this trip or enough clothes for, you know, school uniforms. We've talked about this before, but yes. the, 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 the act of actually getting it done is difficult. We know this. And so these are just it's a couple so, of methods. It's so, so difficult. Right. Yes. So these are just a couple of methods that you can use to start helping not only yourself, but also your, your kids to really break through procrastination. The two minute rule, get it done. If it's going to take two minutes or less, do it right away. And using a visual tracker of some kind, whether it's, it's a calendar on the wall, a piece of paper that you put on the fridge or an app that you like to use. And actually what we're making these suggestions, it's also good to get your kids involved, like start with them now. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I think when my, when I, when my daughters realized that this is going to be like a reoccurring thing, then now they're in school, they're getting older. These projects are going to happen a little bit more frequently. So lesson learned. So now they kind of know subconsciously when they have a large project coming ahead, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it the night before. So right. these, right. these are things that, you know, like the visual tracker, like you just mentioned, is really important also for students. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's just really a good habit to get them in in place that's right. just i mean Certainly. it just it, it's it's a good one and also for us adults as well so absolutely. i just you know oh yeah yeah no, absolutely. absolutely so thank you for sharing that one i like that i liked your <laughs> your college one so yes i like that one <laughs> And your poor daughter. But I'm glad it worked out well. And I'm sure. Well, thank God guys... I had spaghetti. It's all about yes. spaghetti. That's all oh. we can say. Thank goodness <laughs> for spaghetti. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Please leave us a quick review. Reviews help others to find our podcast. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So you never miss a new episode. Remember that a new episode comes out every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips. Until next week. Thank you.